0: I was sitting in front of my computer as the strange website loaded up on my screen. It was far too late, and I should have been in bed hours ago. I peeked over at the clock, considering if it was worth even going to sleep, or if I should pull an all-nighter and just pretend I didn't need rest. But the website had captivated me. I was intrigued by the single line of text displayed in its center. How are they going to die? was all it said. There were a lot of questions going through my mind. How was who going to die? And what kind of weird game was it? So I clicked on the text, which brought up a single text box for me to type into, name and birth date. I mulled the question over, thinking I should start with someone I knew had already died. My old physics professor came to mind. He'd always been a real jerk. And as a lifelong chain smoker, it came as no surprise that he'd succumbed to lung cancer. Leonard Harris, 7th of August, 1961, I typed in. I sat back in my chair as the page loaded, I half expected it just to pick out people's obituaries from the internet. A few seconds later, a response was posted. Leonard Harris, lung cancer, 12th of September, 2016. I had to admit, it was kind of cool. I started searching up family members and old acquaintances I knew had passed, but whose deaths were shrouded in mystery. I started with my grandfather, who just one day been listed as dead. I was too young to understand, and my mother never cared to explain what had happened. Jonathan Lawrence, 29th of April, 1937. He died an old man, so I just presumed it was a heart attack or a stroke. I'd never seen his dead body myself, and since my mother refused to talk about it, I wanted to know. Jonathan Lawrence, suicide, 17th of October, 1999, the answer replied. I couldn't believe it. The date was correct, but the cause? Had my grandfather really killed himself? I called up my mother. She answered in her usual cheerful tone of voice, happy to hear from me, but her tone quickly changed as she heard my distressed voice. "'What's wrong?' she asked. "'How did Grandpa die?' I asked. "'What do you mean? Why would you ask that?' she said back. "'Did he kill himself?' She went silent for a moment before responding. "'How did you find out?' We talked for a while after that, and my mother finally came clean about everything that had happened. She talked about my grandfather's Alzheimer's diagnosis, the depression that followed, and his eventual death at his own hands. I never told her how I found out, and she never asked a second time.' Despite the uncomfortable topic, the honesty did actually bring us closer together. Once she'd hung up, I went back to the website. Though it seemed impossible, it held the secret deaths of so many people that had died in mysterious ways. I started looking up celebrities and unsolved missing person cases, though I couldn't confirm that any of them were correct. It seemed eerily believable I would always came up with a logical and plausible solution that fit each case. Then I made the biggest mistake of my entire life, and typed in the name of someone who hadn't died yet. I don't know what even prompted the ridiculous idea. I guess I just wanted to see what the system would come up with, or if it would just let me know that the person was still alive. I put in the name of my very best, but incredibly stupid friend. Alex Branson, 2nd of June, 1993. The system loaded, and before long, an answer had been calculated. Alex Branson, broken neck, 5th of March, 2021. I sat back in my chair, confused as to what I was reading. The 5th of March was still a couple of weeks away, yet it had marked the death date of my best friend. I closed the website then and there, not because I believed in the prediction, but because of an uneasiness I just couldn't explain, a bizarre sense of certainty that he'd just die. I debated whether or not to tell him, but in the end, I thought it best not to scare him. After all, the website couldn't possibly predict the actual death of someone still living. It was just impossible. So I saved the page, thinking it might be fun to check out once Alex was safe. But on the 5th of March, 2021, Alex didn't show up to work. No one thought much of it at first. He had a tendency to oversleep, but his death prediction lingered in the back of my mind. I sent him a few messages, just asking if he was coming into work at all. I tried to sound nonchalant, but just based on the sheer number of texts I sent out, I guess I came across as concerned but he never responded. It wouldn't be until that afternoon before I got a call from the hospital. Alex was dead, suffering a broken neck after drunkenly stumbling off a sidewalk as he was chatting up a couple of women. They'd called an ambulance, but then they just left him to die on the street, an embarrassing but not surprising way for him to go. I couldn't even respond. I just got back in my chair and tried to process the message. The site had been right. Alex had died exactly as predicted, and I'd done nothing to prevent it. I left work early and turned my computer on just to stare at that godforsaken sight. I typed in Alex's name once again, just to confirm that I had in fact read it correctly. Then I thought about what I could do with the predictions. I could look up the names of everyone I knew, including myself. Maybe I could even prevent them from dying, but just the knowledge of our demise was too great a power. And at first I couldn't bring myself to just do it. For hours, I just sat there and stared at the empty box trying to muster up enough bravery to look up another name. After an eternity of trepidation, I finally found an ounce of braveness. With shaky fingers, I typed in my mother's name, Lucy Hofford, 19th of October, 1975. And almost instantly, I got a response. Lucy Hofford, cardiac arrest, 7th of June, 2051. I let out a sigh of relief and started thinking of ways to get her healthy by that time, decades away. Then I started searching up my other family members, most of which would die from age-related diseases. But then I came to my brother's name, and the message I received immediately sent me into panic. Brandon Hofford, car crash, March 10th, 2021. He would be dead in just a few days. Knowing what had happened to Alex, I didn't hesitate with calling him. I begged him to just stay home for the next couple of days, telling him his life was in immediate danger. When he asked why, I just asked him to trust me. The two of us had an unspoken agreement that whenever something truly mattered, we'd both support each other, even without a reason. I wanted to tell him what I'd seen, but the words kind of froze in my throat, as if I couldn't physically tell anyone what I'd discovered. That was the first time I attempted to explain the situation, but something deep within me kept me frozen in place. Then I just told him not to drive, and he obliged, as he heard it in my voice just how serious I was. Still, no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't tell him the details. The laws of physics had bent to keep the site a secret, only available to myself. On the morning of March 10th, I called him again to check that everything was going according to plan. He remained calm and had no intention of leaving his home. He was planning to binge watch whatever show available and order takeaway, and that was it. He was so calm about it all, to the point where I almost managed to relax myself. But as evening approached, I got another phone call. My brother had died in a car crash, just as predicted. Apparently the takeout he'd ordered had traces of nuts in it, causing an anaphylactic reaction. His EpiPen had somehow been left at work, leaving him with no help. Rather than call an ambulance, he decided to take the chance and drive to get his pen, a much shorter trip. He passed out just as he reached the office, colliding with the building, killing him on impact. I couldn't save him. In the wake of my brother's death, I kept searching up names of the people I knew, hoping to save those who were up for an untimely death. Once I'd cleared the people closest to me, I started looking up strangers, quickly finding people who'd soon be murder victims, killed in accidents, so-called preventable deaths. As with Brandon, I just couldn't form the physical words that explained where I had the information. And no matter how hard I try, there's nothing I can do to prevent their deaths. What stood on the website was written in stone, unchanging and eerie. As the days passed, and the people kept dying, I was about to give up. I so desperately wanted to share the existence of the page, but I couldn't physically do it. In the end, there was only one name left to look up. My own. Though I didn't need any prophecy to know exactly what's about to happen. Michael Hoffert. Suicide. April 10th, 2021. I can't live with this discovery, and I can't share it as fact. But maybe if I tell it through a story, someone else will seek it out. I couldn't change fate but what if someone else could? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you sometimes feel like you need to get something off your chest? Everyone, including myself, carries around stress, and sometimes it builds up until it feels like you might burst. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Therapy is a safe space to talk through what's on your mind and figure out how to move forward. With BetterHelp, You can finally get things off your chest and start working through what's weighing you down. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed for convenience and flexibility to make it easy to fit your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and start your sessions. If your therapist isn't a perfect fit, you can easily switch at no additional charge. So why not give it a try? Therapy offers broad benefits, from reducing stress to gaining new insights. Take that step with BetterHelp and feel the relief. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DNS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash D-N-S. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcast, please take a second and leave a rating. Also. Don't forget to check out my animated horror stories on YouTube. Just search Dr. No Sleep in the search bar to find my channel.